The next case was presented by Dr. Isaac Levy to Drs. Geyer and Mackey. This is a 78-year-old female whose family brought to my attention, it turns out I had taken care of a relative, a young man with lymphoma many years ago. And so she was referred to me. When I saw her, she was referred for an enlarging breast mass, which during the history taking, turns out she noticed about a year ago and was aware of it. And because it was not bothering her, just let it go. So it's about a year after she noticed something. She had seen a surgeon at my recommendation, actually even before I saw her, and the surgeon set up a biopsy, the pathology of which was read as a tumor with adenoid cystic features and also of myoepithelial origin. It was diffusely staining with P63, ERPR negative, HER2 negative, KI67 of roughly 20 to 30%. And so the thinking originally or initially was to potentially downstage this tumor with chemotherapy and then potentially get her to surgery. While we were sorting out the histology, and the pathology was sent for a second opinion, and the second opinion agreed with the pathologic diagnosis. They thought it was a breast primary? Yes. So Um, were they saying ductal carcinoma with these features? Yeah, actually it wasn't even read as a ductal carcinoma. It was read as an invasive carcinoma of myoepithelial origin with adenoid cystic features. Okay. In other words, a salivary gland type histology. Right, and right. Could we just stop and ask you two what that means? What kind of tumor is this? Chuck? We treat them as breast cancer, just not, they're rare. There's, you know, all these rare variants. It takes a long time for large institutions to gather a series to report, you know, so other than sort of getting a sense of how they behave in terms of any kind of therapeutic information, it just isn't there. Do we know anything about how they respond to treatment, natural history, these kinds of tumors? Well, you know, a pure adenocystic carcinoma of the breast has the unusual propensity to metastasize to lungs, and you can get adenocystic carcinomas of the lungs, which have very indolent clinical courses where they can, you know, very slowly grow over years and may or may not respond to treatment or may not even require treatment. But this doesn't sound like it's pure adenocystic of the breast. There's this myoepithelial component as well, which I find more worrying. It almost implies some sort of a metaplastic type carcinoma. We do know a little bit that some of the stem cell lineages that are purported to lead to breast cancer have you know, some of these features, but they tend to be triple negative. But as for specific therapies for these very rare subtypes, I'm not aware of any. This was actually read as a metaplastic, is that correct? Metaplastic, the second opinion, they were limited by the sample size of the biopsy. Obviously, it's a large tumor, so they were hedging a little bit, but clearly it was diffusely staining for P63, so they read it as tumor of myoepithelial origin with adenoid cystic features. If you just could bring us briefly up to date on the patient. Well, while I was sorting out the histology, the tumor enlarged over a relatively short period of time, and it grew to about 10 cms. Baseline staging, I did a PET CT, which showed hypermetabolic activity in the breast and one focus of hypermetabolic activity in the pelvis at a bony site in the left iliac crest. I did an MRI of the pelvis, and the MRI identified three small enhancing lesions in the pelvis. Again, bony areas suspicious for metastases. I set her up for a biopsy, and the biopsy identified carcinoma histologically identical to the primary. 
because this tumor was obviously clinically aggressive and growing rapidly over a short period of time, I treated her. She had and has a good performance status. I got a MUGA scan, which was normal. And so for lack of, not based on any particular data, but I was just so concerned about how aggressive this tumor was, I treated her with dose-dense AC, and that's currently where she is now. How many treatments has she gotten? She's received two cycles, and the size of the tumor is essentially half of what it was. It's about 5 cm. John, any comments? Well, whatever you do is not going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> so congratulations. But at, at, at the end of the day, I, you know, I agree. Clinically, this is an aggressive metastatic cancer. I think you're doing exactly the right thing here. I mean, she doesn't fit into the bisphosphonate trial kind of categories, but nonetheless, I might throw in bisphosphonates if you haven't done so already. And Yeah, she was started on Zometa. As for local control, in our center, if we have M1 disease, we don't send these women to mastectomy, but we do do local regional radiation for palliation to prevent, you know, the worst of all scenarios, which is, you know, poorly controlled locally recurrent disease. So it would be something to consider after you complete your chemotherapy course. Chuck? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've obviously documenting the METs. It does change your emphasis, though. Clearly, the concern I have for her is the local control of disease as right now with the skeletal METs. So, you know, I think if she is somebody who you would treat her systemic disease with chemotherapy, it makes a great deal of sense to get that going as you have done. You know, so you get the idea of how sensitive the tumor is. I think the challenge in her is going to come when it's time to stop the chemotherapy. What are you going to do back at the breast? And that's where there are a number of different ways to go with that. Personally, this would be my one where I would be inclined towards going with mastectomy, just getting rid of the mass, the difficulty with the follow-up, because if you radiate that you know, it's difficult for me to follow and know what's going on. But certainly if she didn't want that, I wouldn't push her that hard because I'm really doing it as a toilet procedure. So that's a soft indication, but I think it's one that has validity. Jeff? There has been a couple retrospective studies, mostly single institution, looking at patients with metastatic disease who then go on to get mastectomy with increased survival. Does that play any role in this patient or are you just doing it purely so it doesn't get uglier? Well, for me right now, I would primarily be doing it for the toilet procedure for the local control. It is intriguing. You know, would that make me push harder? Would I try and sell it to the patient? You know, I mean, those are what you're really getting into. I mean, I think it is interesting data. And I guess if anything, it's lowered my threshold for doing it. It has maybe moved me a little bit more. I've always kind of preferred the cleanup surgical approach to the radiating bulky disease and because the breast stays indurated, it can hurt. It's just, from what I've seen, my experience has been it's better for the patient, generally speaking, but it's a soft thing for me. It's nothing that I can push hard.